Hey y'all, this is Allison. Before we start, a reminder to sign up for the free spring cleaning course. If it's not spring, you can call it the decluttering challenge. It is a five-day challenge to declutter your home, mind, body, and soul, and it's freaking awesome. Go to aligndesigns.co, click on online courses, and it'll be the first one listed as you scroll down. This is Align Designs, the show about creating a life of ease and flow and encouraging women to be 100% authentically themselves by following their inner authority and practicing transparency and vulnerability. This is the place where you can collect all the tools to help you construct your best life through the lens of human design. Here's your host, Allison Cullen. and Cullen. And today we're talking about kiddos. So if you're a parent, you want to for sure know your children's human design energy type, for sure. Um, We can go through all the channels and things like that with you as well. But there's four different energy types, manifestors, generators, which includes manifesting generators, projectors and reflectors. And you can check out my Instagram page. There's a post on there that says exactly how to find how to go get a free human design chart. So you can see your blueprint and look up the ones of your children as well. But it's really important to know your kids energy types. Um, I'm going to go through each one and the little aspects of each kiddo um, and some things you can do to help them. So if you have a manifestor child, These children have very strong auras. They can sometimes be repelling, and it sometimes puts parents immediately on alert. Um, These kids need to be given a healthy amount of freedom of movement, and it's really important to teach them their strategy early on. Um, You want to make sure that they, you know, they're, and with all kiddos, they're not being allowed to do something that's going to harm them or harm other people. However, other than that, pretty much giving them full reign on freedom is going to be huge for them. Putting excessive controls on manifestor children really forces them to either be very rebellious or become passive and just like retreat and and go away from everything. So um, manifestor kiddos are just high energy. They need to move around a lot. They need a lot of freedom. And that is how you're going to best help them live their design. Okay, generator kiddos. There are a ton of generator kiddos out there. I have helped so many people in reading their own human design blueprints to sort of like give them tips on when they have generator children. I am a generator and I can totally relate to this. Okay, so generators on the whole, like even adults, um, answer with a guttural sound like there's it's called their sacral voice it's either uh-huh or uh-uh so uh-huh uh-huh or mm-mm I always say it's either a heck yes or a heck no there's really no middle ground with generators um and them answering like if somebody asked them if they want a popsicle and them going mm-mm or whatever, can sometimes, I feel like the world conditions us to, to treat that as not polite, but they're really using their sacral sounds. And you need to 
make sure that they know that that's okay to use that and explain that to them to say, totally use that and make those sounds and then use your words also to communicate with the person who's talking to you. Do not force them to stop making their sacral sounds. Um, they can make their sacral sounds and then and then translate that into heck yes or heck no or whatever words you want to use. Um, but when you prevent them from using their sacral sounds, that doorway closes and they are cut off from developing genuine self-esteem and self-love. And that is a huge deal. Sometimes generators can become people pleasers. I definitely did that. Um, and so you can nip this in the butt early on and just help them to grow up and continue on through adulthood being super authentic and super, you know, in tune with their inner authority. Um, parents of generator kiddos must learn to respect and encourage these sacral sounds. Um, and these children are just so you know, designed to be very busy and active all day long, until all of their sacral energy is used up and they will fall into bed exhausted. Do not force them to take naps before they are tired. I remember we would have nap time at my house, usually around like 2 or 3 p.m. And I was so bored. I was like, I don't feel like taking a nap. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And my mom actually ended up, she was like, as long as you're quiet, I don't care what you do. You can. You don't have to take a nap, which was the perfect thing that she could have done. Because while her and my sister took naps and late down I went and did other things and um, that's just really really important you not forcing them to take naps before they're tired not forcing them to go to bed too early honestly generator kiddos shouldn't have bedtimes um, if if you're having an issue with that and they're wanting to stay up too late really try to not let them use any sort of screen whether it's watching tv or um being on an iPad or phone three or four hours before bedtime because that can mess up your internal clock and they're probably actually are tired and would go to bed on time um, and be and have all their energy used up as long as they're getting enough physical activity but sometimes our screens and the blue light and all that kind of stuff um, can just turn that back on and make you feel like you have more energy than you do so that's a that's a little tip for generator kids right there pretty much for anybody, honestly. Um, for adults, we don't want to be on like watching TV two hours before bedtime. If you do, make sure you're watching something that's pretty calm and definitely wear blue light blocking glasses. Um, okay, projector kiddos. So parents of projector children really need to be intentional about their own energy mechanics. Because projector children are really sensitive. Um, you need to pay attention to the ways that your child manages or interacts with, with energies early on. So teaching projector children to recognize themselves and to know when they're recognized by others, to appreciate that, to like call that out, and to also recognize what a correct invitation feels like. Um, this puts them on track to success. If you guys don't know about projectors as adults, um, definitely watch my first workshop and um, reach out to me if you can't find it. It's on my email. Like when you sign up for my email list, you get that. Um, but it goes a little bit more into projectors as adults. So sort of just starting to guide projector children in this way is going to be your best bet. Reflectors. Okay, reflectors are amazing. There's only like 1% of reflectors 
1% of the population as reflectors. So these children have lunar patterns. They follow the lunar cycle, the cycle of the moon. Um, and so they really are slow to uh, make decisions, if that makes sense. Um, you need to recognize that reflector children are going to grow according to their own personal rhythm. Do not rush them. Allow them to develop at their own pace. They will learn to be patient and comfortable with waiting through their lunar cycle and encourage this. They don't have to like make fast decisions like everybody else does. Um, help these reflector children find a supportive learning environment with teachers who really let them develop at their own pace. Let them know about this. They're really free spirits. They operate by a different set of rules than the rest of humanity. They're very, very special. They're very different. Um, they basically what they do is they whatever like environment they're in they absorb that and then reflect back exactly what's going on in that environment whether it's their family their house their classroom their group of friends so a thriving and healthy reflector child or a sick or sad reflector child says a lot about the state of the environment they really need their own space so that they can withdraw be alone get get alone time when they need to be away from others because they take on so much energy um, and parents can really teach reflector children to protect themselves um, and protect their energy from taking in or acting on the pain of others they're going to feel the pain of others always um, but they don't have to take it in and absorb it or act on it and they can just sort of reflect it back so it's a lot it is a lot to be the parent of a reflector child my daughter is only 10 months old so I'm going to see a lot more of this as soon as she starts talking um, but it's it's going to be a it's going to be a journey I mean it's a journey with any kiddo but it's really going to be a journey and then um, wanted to do a little bit of a sneak peek at the next thing that I'm going to talk about. And this is for adults, but the whole idea of deconditioning. So the purpose of, of teaching all about um, children and each of their types is to help prevent them from having to do as much deconditioning as we do. So one of the main goals in human design is really learning how to decondition. So learning how to not worry about what anyone else thinks. Um, pretending like there is no social media, you do not have to take pictures or do certain things to pose or to present a certain lifestyle or to do anything you're really just living in the moment and doing what feels good to you at that point so anytime you say like oh well I should do this that's conditioning and so you say no do I feel like doing this is this the right thing for me right now obviously there's some things where it's like okay you're, you need to feed your child. If your child is hungry and hasn't eaten in a while, maybe you don't feel like it, but you, you do that. I'm talking about where you have a choice. Um, that is like a really, really big deal. So one thing you can do when you have your human design blueprint and reach out to me because I can help you sort of see what this looks like, but you're going to look at your undefined centers. So we have centers and the only, the only energy type that has them all clear and open and white and undefined is the reflector everybody else manifestors generators manifesting generators and projectors all have defined centers so look at the ones that are not colored in look at the ones that are white 
this, these are your areas where you're going to basically be taking in things from other people or the outside environment. And you need to just be really careful about why you're making certain decisions. So like for me, for an example, my root is open. That very, very bottom square is totally open. And I oftentimes will get in a hurry to get things done and check things off of my list so I can quote unquote be free of pressure. And I have to look at this and say, okay, am I doing this just to check this off the list so that then I can feel like I accomplished something and be free of pressure? Well, yeah, that's what I'm doing. But the reality is, is I'm never gonna like get everything crossed off the list. So taking a look at that and being like, I don't need to do this right now just because it's on my list and to get it crossed off, right? Like, do I feel like doing this? Does this excite me? Does it feel very good to get it done? Or am I just hurriedly getting it done to cross it off the list? So that's one thing. Um, if you have that second from the bottom square open, knowing when enough is enough, knowing when to say no, knowing when to stop something. Um, some of the other things is, am I trying to attract attention? Am I trying to convince everyone that I'm certain and I'm the best? Am I looking for love? Am I holding on to what is good for me? Am I avoiding confrontation and truth? Am I trying to answer everybody else's questions? All of those things. So you have to know how to read your blueprint to see where you're open and then what deconditioning that you have to do. Um, a lot of it is learning to stop listening to your mind. So we were all taught to listen to our mind and to make pros and cons lists and to just see what looks best on paper, all that kind of stuff. And that is the worst thing we can do. We have to listen to our soul. Um, we have to listen to our body, our gut, what God is telling us, what divine is telling us. That is like the biggest deal. So um, really every single day making little choices to not listen to your mind and instead say, what is my gut telling me? What's my heart telling me? What's my body telling me? What feels good right now? Don't worry about what anyone else thinks. As long as you are not physically hurting somebody or yourself, you should make the choice that is best for you. Do not worry about what anyone thinks. This should feel like you're on vacation. No one is watching. Social media doesn't exist. You get to do whatever the heck you want to do that feels good to you. What do you want to do? Not what do you should do, what should you do, but what do you want to do? Are there things that you're holding on to that are no longer serving you? Do you feel like you have something to prove? Who do you... Who are you trying to prove this to? Your parents, um, other family members, co-workers, spouses, whatever. Do you feel like you're trying to prove something? Are you continuing on with something, whether it's a job, whether it's a habit, whether it's a relationship, something that you know isn't the best for you? Are you just continuing on because it's what you know? Like these are different things where you can look at how you can decondition and it's totally okay to start with super super baby steps to just start with okay I'm going to you know for breakfast today 
I don't feel like hot tea and a lemon and a, you know, healthy granola bar. I feel like some turkey sausage and a fried egg and a coffee. Like that's what I feel like. That's what my body is saying heck yes to. Just practice with little things like this. Maybe you can't quit your 60 hour a week job just yet. Maybe you can, (laughs) but just start with like little baby steps. And it's amazing the little, little small things that you make changes on each day and write these down and be proud of yourself for making those changes. Somebody calls you and asks you to help them with something and you don't want to just say no. You don't have to offer a reason. Just be like, I'm sorry, I can't right now. You don't even have to say you're sorry. Bonus points for not saying you're sorry. Just be like, I just can't right now. Best of luck. That's okay. Somebody asks you to hang out and it doesn't light you up and make you feel excited to hang out with them. It is okay to not hang out with them. You have to start doing what serves you best and what feels best for you. We were all taught the golden rule growing up and I think that we need to start looking instead at that. We need to start doing what's best for us. Then we can do what's good for other people once we have ourselves totally fulfilled. Does that make sense? So I hope this was helpful for you guys. We will get more into deconditioning based on um, the different energy types I'm super excited to go into that with y'all, but I wanted to get you an overview of children and the bet little tips and tricks on raising children and the different energy types and then just some quick ways to start practicing deconditioning. So excited to chat with y'all on the next episode. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. For more Align Designs and to connect with Allison, go to aligndesigns.co. A production of the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, I'm Marla Barr, the host of Your Wellness Journey, a podcast all about self-care, nutrition, and physical and emotional wellness. I'll teach you all about owning your wellness and understanding your personal healing journeys. Every week, you'll hear on how to conquer your mind-body obstacles and understanding your gifts. Subscribe or follow to your wellness journey in all the places you would expect to find a podcast.